Blog Talk Radio. tuned into another episode of Indie Fire with your girl, Nakia. Guys, there has been so much that has transpired since when we were here last Tuesday. Man, let me tell you, um, I'm in the center of this, maybe I'm on the outskirts because I think it's coming my way of this hurricane, right? And so early, early this morning, I had to get up and go drive three hours to pick my daughter up. Um, who was right, or they're going to be, like, you know, they're going to get hit, all right? So I had to go get her from school because, for one, the school decided that, you know, we're we're going to allow them to go to class today until 12. Um, they announced that yesterday. And then this morning, like, before dawn this morning, they're like, no classes, right? Like, I could have picked her up yesterday. But here I am driving um, to go to go get her, not realizing, even though I've been checking the weather, not realizing that where I'm leaving from and going into, there's tropical storm warnings, there's tornado warnings, there's flash flood warnings, and anybody who knows me knows when I get one, the interstate, you know, speed limit is like 70, I'm doing like 90, right? You can't go that fast when it's raining, but I had to get my baby, you know, and I had to get back here. Needless to say, we got back safely. I was able to find water at a city that's like an hour, you know, from here that is more inland, so they're not going to get a lot of the, they're going to get rain. They're not going to get what we're getting. Um, so I was able to find water. I was able to find bread. Um, so if anybody needs water, I got lots of water. I <laughs> So I just want to say we do offer our uh, prayers, extend our prayers and condolences to um, those lives that have been lost thus far um, from Hurricane Dorian in the Bahamas, um, those that are affected, the, the hundreds of thousands that are without power in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, my best friend stays there. Um, I've been talking to people all day long. You know, I used to live in Charleston. So um, you know, they're without power, but everyone that I've spoken to seems to be doing very well. Shout out to Rosalind L. I know you're down there battling this as well. Um, so Indifier does have you all in our thoughts and prayers as it moves up the coast. You know, I got family in North Carolina that's still um, recovering from Florence on last year. My grandparents' house still is being, you know, is still um, under renovations from last year's hurricane like the same time last year um and so I talked to my grandmother today and she's like nah I'm good I'm staying where I'm at I'm not leaving um so uh I asked you know all of you who who can get a prayer up just pray for you know the states of South Carolina North Carolina as it continues to move um move up and it it took like a, a, a turn last night a lot of people underestimated the storm and that's something you can't do with acts of nature, you can't underestimate them, especially when meteorologists had no clue about a lot of things that were going on. This has been such a trivial, you know, hurricane for many, um, but it, it strengthened last night back up to a Cat 3. And so a lot of people just weren't prepared. A lot of mandatory evacuations hit last night. Um, and so just just keep those that are in the path of destruction in your thoughts and your prayers. All right? On Tuesday, we had um, the founder of the Desire to Inspire Foundation here, um, Dawn Witt. Uh, make sure that you check out that interview. Make sure that if you are interested in partnering with the organization, um, donating to the organization, they have so many great things going on right now and so many future 
um, activities and, and projects and programs that they're going to be implementing. Um, so make sure, you know, if you're interested, reach out to Dawn um, at the desire to inspire foundation.org um, to find out how you can um, help with this foundation. We want to offer our condolences to the family and friends of rising country singer Kylie Ray Harris. Um, she died in a car accident last evening um, in New Mexico. She's on actually on her way to a concert last night when a three-car collision occurred. Um, it seems a 16-year-old driver was in one car who was also killed, and another driver in another car was, you know, taken to the hospital. I um, mean, they think that alcohol may have been involved in the accident. Um, but, again, rising star, rising country star uh, from Texas, she, um, again, was headed to the Big Barn Music Festival, and um, this accident occurred. So we keep her, her family, and her friends in our prayers. Uh, I don't know how many of you are all are Nicki Minaj fans. You know, I'm Team Cardi. Um, but uh, Nicki made an announcement today that I don't know how true it is. I don't know if she's, you know, um, trying to start some shit or whatever. She's trolling. I don't know. But she did make an announcement today on Twitter that she has decided to retire and have a family. Um, she states that she knows that you guys are happy now. To her fan base, she says, keep repping her um, and do it to the death of her because uh, uh, ain't nobody checking for her. <laughs> she says, love you for life. So we'll see, you know. Um, she did make mention in, in somebody's song. I can't remember whose song it is. In somebody's song recently, you know, um, the lyrics, kind of lean toward um, becoming a mother and, and becoming a wife. So either way, you know, she's um, done phenomenal in her role. Um, her brand has done amazing. Um, so I wish her the best of luck, you know. Motherhood's a, a an awesome, an awesome, awesome thing. <laughs> it really is. I uh, can't speak too positively about that marriage life, but, uh, yeah, motherhood is amazing. So I wish her the best of luck. We do. We wish her the best of luck. Um, for you Dallas Cowboy fans, Zeke is back. He signed a $90 million deal for six years with the Cowboys. So to me, that's like officially officially Cowboy season. Like we're ready to play now, you know. Um, I'm excited uh, to see what happens this year. I'm, I'm super excited because my significant other is also – Cowboys fan, so I don't have to rival with anyone this year. You know, we can um, we can have an amazing football season. Super excited. Uh, for you all who watch Power, yeah, it's, it's still on. It still hasn't gotten exciting to me yet. Um, there was so much talk behind the, the remix or the switch up of um, the intro track. You know, Trey Songz is now on that. 50 got so much, you know, lip behind that, that Supposedly, this coming Sunday, um, it will be the original uh, intro, which features Joe. So we'll see. Um, that would be amazing. <laughs> really would. <laughs> Thank you for listening to your listening audience, 50. Uh, also, if you watch Greenleaf, it's back on on the OWN Network Tuesdays. I don't know what time because I missed it. I missed it. Somebody had to remind me I missed it. But it is back on. So um, all your favorite shows. And I think there's something else that's, that's new Snowball or snow leaf or snow plow or something. Anyway, they say it's better than power. So I'm going to have to jump on that and see what's going on with snow, whatever it is. Snow. It's snow something. All right? That's all I got. Speaking of snow, and it's a little early. It's a little early for the snow. But my guest is, is up there where there's a lot of snow. You know, I miss I miss the snow. Um, I miss it. My guest this evening is urban fiction romance author uh, Candy Storm. Uh, she was born in California while her father was in the Marines. Um, at the age of three, they moved to Michigan, and she's been living there ever since. She started writing in high school where one of her teachers told her, uh, quote, your stories sound like Harlequin books I buy at the grocery, <laughs> end quote. Kenny is the author of Only Chance for Love. Her characters are intelligent, resourceful, smart, and sexy. I might be one of her characters because all of them, all of those adjectives describe me. They really do. Anyway, 
She lives in the suburbs of Michigan with her loving husband and children. She writes to not only entertain her readers, but also for the enjoyment of escaping reality, only to enter the world of unexpected exploration where all minds 18 and over can enjoy every entertaining erotic word. Hmm. Her first book published, Only Chance for Love, um, a romance to break into the writing world. Um, and also she has a, sto- a short story that she has added um, with her other pen sisters, published by or with Dream Wake Work Publishing. And I know you guys heard that name before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she has the Pink Diamond series coming soon, and that will be a three-part series. She has started her first urban fiction, and readers can expect that soon. Any fire listener audience, I present to you this evening my guest, urban fiction romance author, Candy Storm. <laughs> hello, hello. How are you? How are you? Can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Yep, now I can. Awesome, awesome. And and I said I probably would not get the opportunity because I would forget, but I I seem to remember now, nowadays, to thank my guests in advance. So, again, I thank you uh, for joining me this evening, my listening audience. You could have been anywhere uh, this evening, but you took the time out of your very busy schedule to join us here and to just shed some light on who Candy Storm is and um, talk about uh, your passion for, for writing, um, what inspires you to continue doing what you're doing. Um, so I thank you again. I thank you for being here this evening. Thank you for having me. You are so very welcome. Uh, when did you, now I know that you're, you're a high school teacher, um, told you that what you wrote uh, kind of sounded like the Harlequin, you know, romance novels, but um, when did you first decide that, you know, writing is something that you really wanted to do? Well, like, as a little kid, I've been writing, but, you know, a little kid, you only write a little bit here and there, but as I grew and I learned how to actually write a little bit more and add to the story, I realized that I wanted to write and make up different worlds and characters and share it with everybody. And so that began as as a, a little girl. I have authors on the show who say that they, um, especially those who had the desire or the ambition when they were younger, there was something that triggered um, the writing. Like one author said, you know, I was an only child and I played with my dolls a lot. And so um, writing for me was one way that that's how I taught them. Like we played school. And so I taught my dolls and then I began to write lesson plans. And from there, you know, I started writing poetry. And from there, I started writing books. You know, how did it, how did it go for you? Like, did, was there something that triggered all of this? Um, or was it just a passion from the beginning? I think it was just a passion. Um, I used to go to the ca- this cabin with my grandparents, and it's funny because at that time I wrote things about, like, wild animals or people chasing me would be more, like, scary. <laughs> and after that, and I actually started writing, I don't write anything horror or drama or anything scary. Wow. <laughs> That's interesting. When when you write, um, and I know that you 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 have one book published and the, the short story published, but do you have other um, material that you've written that hasn't been published or that will never be published? I do. I have a couple. Um, they're mostly romance and erotic. Um, I did one of a stripper and one. I'm not even sure what it would be called. She was just kind of all over the place. Um, she was a wild character. That was just something for me to get down onto paper or onto the computer, you know, something to kind of hone in on your skills, but nothing for anybody to ever look at. <laughs> so from from 
that or those manuscripts that you wrote um, to the ones that were published, um, can you tell your growth? Can you tell that you grew as a writer? Oh, yes. Um, when I first started, it was, well, grammar was horrible, but it was, like, all over the place. Um, I couldn't get the characters and everything to stay together. It was chapters that should have been behind each other, but further into the book. Um, now, I think I feel, I feel like I do better with grammar, editing. Um, I mean, I'm not great. I still need help, but... I do a lot of that more on my own because I don't need as much help. You mentioned your 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 characters. Um, when it comes to and, and you did give a description or your bio gives a description of the type of characters um, that are in Only Chance for Love. Um, again, I repeat, they're intelligent, they're resourceful, they're smart, and they're sexy. Um, how do you select um, what type of characters that you want to put in your writing um most of them i know i based them off in you know they're a mix of people but like family members friends i do a lot of people watching or when we go out i watch a group of our friends together and see what they do and how they react um talking to my friends online i use all of them <laughs> Often um, writers are encouraged to write what they know. You mentioned that you're you're in constant contact with your friends, and um, do you find that you write from experiences that other people discuss, or are you write from you know a point of view? This, this is what I know. Um, this is what I know is going to sell. Um, what is what is your point of view when you write? Um, it's actually a little bit of both because I write for like what I like, um, and especially the romance. You know, it's so big, so many people like romance, but it has to, you know, catch their attention and make sense or whatever. Um, so most of that's based just out of my head, but the characters themselves are based on you know things that I on my own life or based off other people that would help me build a character up. Why um, why romance as a genre? You know, I don't know. Um, I really wanted to try horror and drama, and I, tr I did try it a few times as an adult, and I didn't... I didn't feel it just didn't work very well for me, and it didn't matter how much research or movies I watched. I just couldn't get it, and with romance or erotica, it just seemed to come so much easier. There was a flow to it, and <laughs> I could get it done so much quicker. Do you consider yourself a very romantic person? I think so. <laughs> does that help um, when you're writing? It does. And it helps me even, my husband's not very romantic. So he he's not a very good base to base a character off, and I have to use other guys that like that I know. <laughs> when you sit you down, do <laughs> when you sit down to um, write a story, do you know how it's going to end initially? I do not. Um, people told me I should use a timeline or mm -hmm. an outline, and when mm -hmm. I do that, I feel like I cannot stay up with my own story, and I miss things. When I write from the top of my head, I feel like it flows a lot better, and there's less that I have to add in later. So this, describe your writing process, since you don't use a timeline or an outline. Um. Well, it depends. Normally, I wake up and just sit down after my shower or whatever I have to do in the morning, and I grab a cup of coffee, and I sit down, and whatever's in my head is usually to do with that story, I've thought about it all night. <clears throat> and when I wake up in the morning, I know exactly where to start, or if I'm just starting one, I go with whatever is in my mind and let it keep growing. 
how do you um, how do you stay disciplined and and not get distracted, especially? Um, and I know I, I think every author that I've talked to has some type of advice that keeps them um, disciplined. But different genres can be so you can be so into what you're writing that it's hard to stay disciplined. Um, for example, I had an author who who wrote um, a book about human trafficking and actually interviewed um, several survivors. That was a very emotional time in her life, and it was very hard for her to stay disciplined. Writing erotica, how do you stay disciplined? Like, I would be up, um, my imaginary ADD would be bouncing off the ceilings because I would be trying to go get my husband. You know, I'm talking about this while I'm writing, so you want to try this while I'm writing. You know, how do you stay disciplined and do not get distracted writing under this genre? Um, well, I do. Me and my husband talk really openly, so we talk a lot about sex or read about it, we watch many movies, um, we're, like, just very open, so research, anything that I need, I know I can just be like, hey, I need something, and he's really good at explaining if it's something that I really don't know about, (laughs) so it's pretty easy, I don't, my biggest thing to stay grounded is to stay writing and off in social media. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Social media has become a lot of people's distraction. Um, I use it, you know, that's where I do all of my promotion on social media. Um, but I find myself, you know, scrolling and, and something catches my eye. Um, the next thing I know, a whole hour has passed. Granted, I've done promo, you know, during that time, but I've spent an hour, you know, like laughing at post. Laughter is good. I want to say that laughter is good, but I've spent, you know, this time laughing at posts or commenting, you know, or, or just being some type of encouraged, you know, offering encouragement or motivation to someone. But I still feel that social media is a huge um, distraction for a lot of people, a lot of people. Oh, so yeah. I, I, I feel you on that. Um, you mentioned, uh, and, I, and I know a lot, of, a lot of authors, different subjects, topics, they research. Um, and you've mentioned the word research a lot, but um, in in the genres that you write under, like, and I think I heard you say, like movies, um, like you guys watch Pornhub? Yes. Do you find um, videos to be, um, are they beneficial in helping you write? Do they open up something within you? Um, that allows you to create more? Um, like when I watch it, it's different because I watch it like to watch the women, well, and the men, but how they move, um, how they act. You know, in a situation where you wouldn't be the same because it's a movie and it's being directed. It kind of does help to see that and then, you know, the different scenarios that people can be in and the way they would talk to each other, not so much all the way they talk in movies. I don't really write so much that way, but more of like maybe a scene I like or an outfit or, you know, something like that that I like. I get it. I get it. Now, I see that you are, um, or you started on your first urban fiction book that's going to be released sometime this year. Um, when, why, why urban fiction and not just fiction? Um, well, too, because one, I've always wanted to try it, but reading them, I'm like, well, I'm not sure if I can do that. And then with working with, uh, Dreamwake Word Publishing, the author is amazing, I mean, the publisher, I'm sorry, the, uh, publisher is amazing. And she really encourages you and will help you along the way. And I felt like, hey, with her, I can get this done if it's really possible. Shout out to the publisher of uh, Dream Wake Work Publishing. Uh, We had her back on the show, I want to say maybe July, 
sounds about right, July. Um, she'll she'll correct me if I'm wrong. July, I think it was. She was on the show. Uh, you guys may remember her as Sarah. She did talk about um, Dream Wake Work Publishing, um, but since then it has blown up. There, and I can't tell you how many I know that forthcoming. We do have three three of her authors um, that'll be on the show. Um, it, it's just I, every day there's there's some phenomenal news about one of her authors. Um, about, you know, book signings or, or, or some upcoming events or something. They are doing huge um, things over at Dream Wake Work Publishing. So shout out to Asira. Shout out to you. Um, do you feel that, that urban fiction is defined by the subject or the skin color of the author? Ooh, I feel like it should be the work, but I feel like in the real world, which that's what makes it hard for me to write, it's more of the skin color of the author or the character, so it makes it harder for others to write that, you know, write that genre. Do you feel that that's going to be a problem for you? Um, I just think... I didn't talk as much. There's a lot of talking in there, but I cuss more than using, <laughs> like, other words. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we'll see how that works. I'm waiting to see what the publisher says, but we'll see how that one works. What's one thing that you've done thus far in your writing that um, you never would have thought you would have done? Um, actually be published and people seeing my book. I, it's just, I've been working on one book for so long and I never thought that it would ever get published. And knowing that it's actually a journey, it has been an amazing experience. So with that being said, when you, when you first started writing, was it, was it just, um, as a hobby, was it just um, something to pass the time? Um, like, why would you not think that you had the potential of being published? Why, 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 why that? Um, because I'm such an, I'm so much a shy person. Like, I get nervous really easily. So at first, I was just writing for me because there were so many ideas and characters in my head. Like, um, I was just getting them out there. And then I started to join the community world and talk to other people that were writing or becoming authors themselves. And, you know, they were like, well, can I read a little bit of this or a little sample? And I would show them. And they're like, you should really think about trying to do it, you know, and see what happens. You already like to do it, and you write every day. And so I just took that chance. And how did you link up with uh, Dream Wake Work Publishing? Um, she contacted me on Instagram um, when we were talking about books and her being a publisher. Had you been, um, I don't want to say proposition, but had you spoken to any other publishers prior to speaking to her? Um. She- I haven't really talked to them, talked to them as in like being serious, but a couple of them said that they had a publishing company and that I could send in chapters, um, so many chapters for them to see if we could fit. And that was a little while before um, Dream Lake work. And I was like, mm, maybe. And then when <laughs> she contacted me, it just felt like we clicked. It was really easy to talk to her. And I was like, I'm just going to give her a shot and see how this works. Awesome. Hey, yo, what's good? It's your boy, Jerusalem, from the Scarfella Music Group, and you're on the air with the hottest station, Andy Fire. Andy Fire. With your host, Lil Timmy and Nakia, right here right on the here, station right where you right all the hottest right hip-hop right hits, Andy Fire. Andy Let's Fire. get it. Let's Fire. get it. Let's get it. 
If you're just tuning in, you're live right here on another episode of In Desire with my special guest, uh, urban fiction romance author Candy Storm. I see that um, my assistant went ahead and and um, put the title on you um, prior to the book actually being published. Um, so. I, I never question why she does the things that she does, um, <laughs> but I see um, there th- there was a reason behind that. So I see I can't wait to read the book. Is there is there a release date for the book? We do not have one yet. Um, I would say in the next couple months. Do we have a title for the book? It is in love with a felon. In love with a felon. Yes. Uh oh. I don't think I. <laughs> what? Never mind. I was about to say no. I don't think I've ever read, but never, never mind. All right. Okay. Um. Can can we get just a little bit of what the book is about, or or no? I mean, the title um, is so funny, but um. Yeah, it's basically where this guy is in well, he's just getting out of prison, so he needs to behave, and his mom asked him to go and help his grandma, so he moved to another state, and he likes his girls, but then they're in the middle of a war and a lot of problems going on, so he's kind of like, am I going to go back to prison, or am I going to stay out? All right, guys, in love with the felon, uh, Candy Storm in the next couple of months, definitely by the end of the year, right? Yes, definitely. Yes, definitely by the end of the year. So um, you follow me on social media. Um, as soon as I get word um, that it's out, I'll let you know when it's out, all right? Now, is this book a part of the Pink Diamond series? Um, nope, this one will be a standalone. All right, so let's let's talk about the Pink Diamond series. Have you started on that? Yes, I have. I have one book is all the way finished. The second one, I kind of got stuck with where I ended up starting in Love of the Felon. So I have to go back and finish where I left off from there. I think I'm good now and can finish that one. And then I just have to write the last book of that series. So they're all coming out at one time? Um, Yeah, basically back to back, but one at a time. Okay, okay. All right. And why why Pink Diamond? Why the name Pink Diamond? Uh, pink is my favorite color, and then I went with my dad's first stone, which was Diamond. And then I felt like that was kind of a good name for, like, the series itself for a webcam, like a fake webcam company. Ah. Okay. So this, this series of books... Um, Romance, erotic, yeah? Yes. I'm excited to read this, too. <laughs> you can't tell, like, I love erotic, you know, um, and erotica. So I, I I get tickled when I have um, that type of author on the show. Um, and, and, you know, we try to keep it family-oriented family here. We don't want to go into too many details because I don't know who's sitting, you know, posted up with their their little son or their little daughter. And so I, I want to keep it, you know, especially respectful for our listening audience as well as, you know, my guests. Um, but this uh, genre really does, I'm curious about the genre and how so many different authors uh, portray um, scenarios and um, the words that are used to describe, uh, you know, certain things and um, the, the scenes. And I'm just, I'm fascinated because um, I have, my mind is, you know, it, it stays on that level. So, um, <laughs> That's amazing. Um, you, it really is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when did you, um, when did you first realize that, um as an author, I've been writing, you know, for X amount of years. Um, but when did you first realize that words 
had power. Hmm. It had to be close to your teenage, my teenage years. There, you know, diaries and things that you can say, um, either positive or negative. It, either way, it can go. Then words are powerful to another person. And I realize that, and putting them together makes it even more powerful. You know, a strong sentence or paragraph. Um, or a statement or whatever. Words are very powerful from emotion to everything we do in life. As let's let's back up a couple of years. I won't even say as a child, as a younger adult, um, when you first started writing, did you ever imagine that you would be a published author? No. I just thought I would be writing and then I would give it up, and it would be the end of that. And, you know, having kids and starting a family and, you know, going to work, it did get put off, and I didn't get to write like I wanted to. But I just went right back to it and wanted to write again. And then I just started writing. And, again, it was for myself. But then I just started writing again. And then that's when I met, like, awesome people online. And they really encouraged me to at least try because the work was, you know, pretty good. And if it's something that I have a passion with, I might as well go out there and do it. And so I was like, wow, I never imagined ever having my name out there or a book. What keeps you um, What keeps you motivated? Um, and inspired to pursue your passion daily? I think just for the love of writing and reading. Like, I tell my kids all the time, I have a daughter, she loves to read. I have a son that hates it. Like, he <laughs> absolutely hates to read. And I'm I like, one let's, of those. let's read. <laughs> I'm like, is it a boy thing? Because the boys are having a hard time. <laughs> And yeah. I started encouraging them, let's read, you know, look, if you read this book, look, it's about dragons, you know, you can go into this world. And he's like, I do not care. And I feel like a lot of kids are growing into that and we're, you know, we focused on reading and books and to be able to just keep going and hope and hope that people pick up reading children, adults, you know, this is something that everybody should do, read. Yeah, I, I I I agree. I have a son. My youngest son is the same way. He can't stand reading. Um, and uh, I'm just like I I don't, I don't get it. Like at one time he was very you know very passionate about it, and then he he got older, and and then it was just you know um, no I don't want to read. And I'm thinking, but we you can't get there's not a subject that you're able to get by without you know having to read. So you you got to read, you know? So I, I understand. <laughs> I don't know. It's something about the boys, I believe. It's something about um, the boys. When you think of success, would you consider um, yourself to be successful right now? Um, I would consider successful as in writing and doing good. Uh, where I want to be not yet. So how would you measure success in your role if you're not where you want to be? You're trying to level up. Um, how would well, you measure besides success? Besides writing, besides writing, there's other stuff that I want to do. Like um, me and my sister-in-law, we've been talking about opening a business where we can do um, hair, braiding and whatever, of you know, hair or whatever, and we want to start doing that, and I've been watching people where they're like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do this, but then they don't do anything to get there and then complain. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to do everything I can, you know, writing. I, I did quit working, but my husband works. Um, writing, so income coming in, anything to make extra money to start my business, you know, to get out there. It's not going to fall in my lap. I have to go out there and do the legwork. Right, right. 
Okay. So when I can get to there, I think I will feel a lot better. I'll feel successful. Okay. How do you think that you can make the brand um, Candy Storm better? Um, get more books out there. I do need to market a little bit more. Um, I was thinking about starting to put my the logo Candy Storm on different items, like things that I would use out in public, um, a bag, a pen, um, a coffee cup because I drink a lot of coffee. Um, just things that people can see in the real world, not just on the internet. All right, so Candy Storms wants she wants merchandise. All right, I hear you. Um, speaking of Candy Storm, where where did your name come from? Um, I actually was brainstorming it with one of my friends, and I was like, "Well, Candy sounds sweet, but Storm sounds like." kind of like drama or you know something's coming and I was like if we put the two together it could be erotic so I went with Candy Storm huh now, now is your name Candy no my name is Kim oh <laughs> I thought your name was okay all right all right yeah so Candy's sweet and then we got Storm I like that, and I love your logo. I love your logo. Shout out to whoever did your logo. Um, I love that. Um, what what are you? Uh, who? I think it was. I think her name was Felicia Ann. Well, shout out to you, Miss Felicia Ann. Um, that that logo is is fire. I love it. I love it. I like. I like um, thundering and lightning. Anyway, that's those are just I don't know. You know, certain things turn people on. Well, thundering and lightning. Those that's it for me. So when I saw the logo, I was like, oh yes, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Um, do you have any uh, other goals? Um, well, I'm sure you do. What are your goals moving forward? Mm-hmm. I just want to get more books, get my uh, business going, and I want to be able to help other authors, like new authors that come in, and help them the way that my publisher helped me or some of the friends in the writing world help. Um, You know, I've seen a lot where there's people that are just so mean, and then others take the time and try to help out as much as as they can. And I feel like paying it forward is the best thing to do. So my goal is to help the next author. Like, when I can get to that platform where I can help another author. Right. That that would have been my um, next question. Um, what do you do as far as, um, or do you do anything as far as um, assisting other authors or um, being noticed in your community um, you know, do you have any platforms that you work with um, as an author? Um, I do talk to other people. They they ask me questions um, about how it is to get published, or what's it like to write your first book, what's the first step to take, and I answer them. You know, I got lucky with my publisher. Um, the first step is to really write, write, and write. And, you know, and then edit from there and then find whatever publishers that you fit with. Um, others are co- just was like, oh, do you like this cover? You know, anything little. So I helped them with that. Um, anything that they need help with, and I actually have an answer. And if I don't, I do try to point them to somebody that does. What is the last thing that you learned? I think it would have to be my character development because they're usually, I think they need more dialogue. I don't have, usually have enough for them to be for the sentence or, or conversation to really be clear enough. Um, I think I'm doing, I'm sorry, 
think I'm doing a lot better with that. And what is the last thing that you taught someone? Um, actually, it was over. I had just had to help somebody with formatting. You know, I still have a hard time with it. I know what to do. It just doesn't always do it. So I did have to help a new modern classroom. I did help a new author with, you know, font size and having to um, indent instead of all the being one little section. So I helped one out with that. Now, combining the last thing that you learned and the last thing that you taught someone else, um, if a new author is listening to the show right now and they say, hey, I've been writing for years and I got all this material and I think I'm ready to, you know, actually um, attempt to have this, this book published or, or a book published, what piece of advice could you offer them about character development and the importance of um, proper formatting? Well, um, for your character, because your characters are a big part of your book. I mean, like the biggest part. So if there's dialogue, conversation does not go together, it will be really hard for somebody to understand it or follow along. Um, a publisher will most likely not want to take it that way, which will be considered like editing, editing, and editing. Um, you don't want to send something in and then not like it too many times. So you want to be real careful with that. In formatting, each publisher has a different critic for um, publishing. I mean, for formatting, I'm sorry. Um, but for the normal part, New Times Roman 12, and then it, um, for each paragraph, you know, because I'm really bad at that, and I do send it to my publisher without the ending, but I think I'm doing better with the rest of the formatting. So I do try to make sure they know you have to stay on formatting, cause, but it's very important that they see that because I've been told many times that they'll throw it in the trash. Wow. All right, new authors. Um, I tell you each time you have an author on the show, they drop so much knowledge and they give you nuggets, um, not for you to just listen to on the show and discard, um, but to make them applicable to uh, your career. Um, these are published authors, uh, some of the national best-selling publishing authors. So if they're giving you this free advice, take it and utilize it, make it applicable for, again to your career and so that you can prosper and soar, you know, in the direction that these authors are doing. Um, what one word would best sum up the vision that you have for your brand? Um, adventurous. Mm. Why? Because there's so many, I don't want to be stuck in one veneer, so I want to venture out. I want it to be most, I want to have my hand at everything. At anything I can think of to write, as long as it works and can flow, I want to really try it. So now, does that include the, the horror? It does. I have, I have like a, general plot idea with characters or of things that will happen and things like that. It's just in a file of to come. I haven't had I've even wrote one chapter. Um I was like, I'm gonna try that maybe last. <laughs> and that so now the horror horror is different from sci fi, right? They're not the same. Right. Now, is there some type of, like, romantic sci-fi that's out now? Um, there is, but I'm not really sure if they call it romance sci-fi, but it's mostly aliens and humans falling in love. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for a novice in the um, 
erotica writer. Give them some advice on how to start writing erotic. You have to feel comfortable. Um, if you have a friend of mine, she wanted to start, and I sat down and I talked to her, and I told her, you know, think of an idea. Um, in fantasy, whatever fantasy you have of sexual or close to sexual, you write that down on a piece of paper, but as a different character. And no matter how many times she tried it, she just wasn't comfortable and couldn't do it. So be comfortable first, and then kind of go with your own fantasy. What is one of your biggest fantasies that is not came true, but that you could write about? Hmm. That's that's some more good advice right there. Guys, you know, I'll be soaking all of this stuff in. I'll be telling y'all to soak it in, but I'll be soaking it all into myself. Um that that that's good. Yeah, you have to be comfortable. I feel like you have to be comfortable um with your sexuality, um, talking about sex. Um it's not something that you could just uh see it and think, Ah, yeah, I can I think I can do this. You have to be very comfortable um, in your skin to write from that uh, perspective, I feel. Um, yeah. <laughs> I want to uh, go ahead and give you the opportunity now to get all of your contact information out. For anyone who may be listening to the show now or may come back and listen to a playback show, and they're interested in, I don't know, giving you um, research material, giving you, um, uh, presenting you with marketing strategies, um, how to get, you know, the merchandise that you want. You know, uh, you and your sister want to start this hair company um, or this hair business. Uh, there may be someone listening who has an avenue to, you know, um, put you in the right direction. So uh, the opportunity is now open for you to go ahead and get all of your contact information out um, so that these people can get in contact with you and also um, to purchase uh, Only Chance for Love, um, the short stories, the Pink Diamond series is forthcoming, as well as In Love with the Felon um, to be released uh, this year. The floor is now yours to get all of that contact information out. Okay, thank you. Um, for Facebook, it is CandyStorm00. And that would be the same for Twitter. Um, my Instagram is Candy Storm. And do I give you my Gmail? Yeah. And then my Gmail is CandyStorm00 at gmail.com. There you go. So I believe Twitter was CandyStorm00 and Facebook? Yes. And candy, guys, is not like the candy you eat. It's not C-A-N-D-Y. It's K-A-N-D-I. All right? Because, you know, I have people like, I try to find her, but I couldn't find her because you were spelling it wrong. So it's candy, so the K, and an I, storm, S-T-O-R-M, zero, zero, on social media. All right? So, again, if you're listening live and you want to reach out to her, um, or if you listen to a playback show and you want to reach out to her, that's all of her contact information there. Um, how, if anyone's interested in um, having their um, books published, how can they get in contact with Dream Wake Work Publishing? Um, you can contact um, Dream Wake Work Publishing at gmail.com. There you go. And I do know that they are Dream Wake Work on Instagram and Dream Wake Work on Facebook. Um, yes, they take do. a look at both social media pages and you can see um, all of the authors, um, up and coming authors, um, what they have going on. Um, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of great things uh, with this publishing company. Um, I'm proud to um, have met the publisher and uh, to be associated with with her and everything that she has going on. Um, as I mentioned, we do have another author, um, I think the end of this month, and then another one next month. All right, so eventually we're going to have all 
of uh, the Dream Wake Work Publishing authors on the show. I'm excited about that. Very, very, very excited. Uh, next Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, we will have El Postman out of uh, Reno, Nevada. Uh, he is a rap artist, and um, I'm excited. We haven't had any new music on the show in a while, so I am super excited to have him here on next Tuesday. On next Thursday, um, author, writer, journalist, um, social media influencer uh, Patrice Rivers will be back with us. She was here, I think it was July. Um, she talked about her new book that was coming out. Well, the book is out, uh, and you know we love we we love doing debuts over here, and so um, we're gonna debut her her new book next Thursday, and then on next Saturday, new um, I'm sorry, not a new time, special time and a special date um, next Saturday the 14th, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but I didn't want to give out too many details until I had to go ahead. Well, I have to go ahead now, so you'll start seeing the promo for this soon. How many of you remember the Patty Pie guy? Yeah, nobody. All right, so let me tell you really quickly. All right, so this guy, Patty LaBelle, came out with pies, I don't know, maybe like three or four years ago, right? And Walmart sold this sweet potato pie, and everybody thought it was a bomb, and it was selling out everywhere, right? So this guy decides to make this this video, um, and in the video, he's singing, you know, he sounds just like Patty, um, but he's giving, you know, his commentary on how good the pie is. This um, this video went viral, um, over 7 million views, um, and he became known as the Patty Pie Guy. Um, before that, he was actually, he did some things before that. I mean, he was a chef. He was a singer, um, but that video just boosted his career. Um, he became, you know, a celebrity chef, a celebrity stylist, um, a social media influencer. Um, he, he's been on, I don't watch the show, but I guess I need to go catch an episode. The Tamar and Vince, um, when they were married, they had a show. All right, yeah. So he was on that. He's been a backup singer for Tamar Braxton. I'm super, super excited to present to you all next Saturday, the 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Patty Pie Guy, uh, James Wright Channel. So make sure that you're tuning in because um, uh, you know me, you know how I get when I when I have um, people on the show. I'm, I'm calm tonight with Candy Storm because uh, I'm over here sipping on my wine, so I'll probably have to have a whole bottle um, next week um, with him. We will have a special guest host on the show as well. Um, so if you don't hear a lot of me talking, you know, you'll hear her. So if you can't make all of these shows, please don't miss all of the shows, all right? Thank you again, Candy Storm, for being here with us this evening. Again, you could have been anywhere, but you took the time out of a very, very busy schedule to join us here on Indie Once you're on the show, your family. So you're welcome back at any time. So we expect to have you back when In Love with the Felon Drops. We expect to have you back on the show. Sound good? Sure. Thank you. Yes, thank you. You are so very welcome. And as always, guys, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, please keep all of those who have been affected by um, Hurricane Dorian um, in your thoughts and prayers as it continues to move up the East Coast um, this evening uh, and the morning tomorrow. Um, just keep all of those in the path of destruction in uh, your thoughts and prayers. As always, I want to leave you with a quote. Music is great. It's a natural high and a great natural escape. That's Shania Twain. So until next Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, have a good night.